Hi guys, Jen here and welcome back to another episode of the Day to Night podcast. Did you notice the change of music just now? Um, I thought I'd give it a change. Not that the old one was bad, but I don't know. I just I just felt like a little change could be good. So I gave it a little change. I don't know how long it's going to stay. Um, it might stick, it might not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I thought it would I thought a little bit of change would be nice. So, yeah, we've we've changed the music. Um, how are you doing today? Um, I hope you're doing well. Uh, if you hear that noise, I I hope you don't. But if you do, uh, there's some construction going on outside. There there's been like construction going like they're like building some kind of building thing, um, on the other side of the road from where I live, and I think it's that. I didn't check. I didn't look out the window. Um, but I think that's what they're doing. So if you can hear like random rumbling, that's that's that. Um. Also, uh, if you hear like little whiny doggy noises, that would be my dog. He decided that he would join me for this, um, and that he would just sit here on my lap. So if you ever hear any like doggy noises, that would be him too. <laughs> um, anyways, back to, back to this. Um, yeah, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a bit tired because I was on a girl's trip with, uh, my friends, uh, Monday and Tuesday. So I'm a bit tired from that. Uh, but aside from that, I'm doing pretty good. Um, school's out, finally. Uh, I still got one last paper to do, uh, but that doesn't seem like too much of a thing anymore um, because it's the only thing I've got to do. Uh, so that's, there's that. Okay, stop moving. You're okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm in, I'm in a very good mood today. Um, I got a good night's sleep in yesterday and I'm feeling great. So yeah. Um, also the weather is not that bad either. Um, it could be better, obviously it could be better, but considering everything, it's not too bad. It was rainy yesterday, not like a full day of rain, but like thunderstorms and like brief showers and things like that. Um, so compared to that yesterday's weather, uh, yeah, today's weather is pretty good. I don't think it's raining. Um, it's not like fully sunny. It's not like blue sky sunshine, but, um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's a bit like cloudy and overcast, but we can live with that. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about my, I won't, I won't say hatred, but my distaste for K-pop and K-dramas now. Um, because as a Korean, I got a lot of questions like, oh, who's your favorite K-pop band? What's your favorite K-pop song? What's your favorite K-drama? What's your recommendations? What should I watch? Yada, yada, yada. And back when I was younger, like maybe like 15, 16, maybe even up till 17, I was fine with that. Um, I liked it um, because I just felt like, yeah, I can talk about this all the time because, you know, K-pop and K-dramas are, are what I like. It's my thing, you know? Um, but... I think when I was like, before I turned 18, like somewhere between the ages of 17 and 18, I started to be like, I don't really like this anymore. Um, and I wanted to just talk about that. Um, because I still get quite a lot of questions like, um, you know, like you're Korean, but you don't really like K-pop. Like what? Or like you're Korean, you don't really like K-dramas. You don't, you're not like the biggest fan of BTS. Like what? Like are you what what's wrong with you kind of um and uh, I just want to talk about why I don't really like k-pop or k-dramas anymore because I think I have a good enough reason I'm not gonna say hatred because I don't hate them you know um and I'll 
I'll, I'll explain why in a little bit, but I just want to talk about that for a bit today. Uh, so, uh, I have not always been this like dismissive of K-pop and K-dramas. Um, I used to love them. I, I genuinely used to love them so much. Like they were my life. I had posters up on my wall of my favorite K-pop bands. Like I'm not even joking. I'm not like that big of a poster kind of person, but I had posters. Um, <laughs> and they were like all over my wall. Like I'm not even joking. Like any blank space I had had a poster on it. <laughs> um, and and I you know that that was the kind of person that I was when I was like 13 or 14, maybe even 12. I'm not even sure. No, I I was 13. I was 13. Um, and and that you know like that kind of shows i think that shows how much i loved k-pop um back then in k-dramas and uh i like i was that girl who was like oh no one really seems to like k-pop but like i do so i'm gonna force my friends and i'm gonna introduce them to these boy bands and girl groups that they don't they really don't care about um i was that girl um I didn't really force it, but I, I did go like, listen to this song. Like, it's really nice. And they'd just be like, I don't understand a word they're saying. <laughs> uh, but I was that girl. I, I loved K-pop. And um, I, I've, I grew up watching K-dramas, you know. I grew up watching K-dramas. I grew up listening to K-pop. Um, so naturally, that's what I liked. Um, naturally, that's just, you know, how life works, right? Um, so... For the K-dramas, honestly, like, this is, like, slightly questionable parenting on my parents' part. Um, but uh, they let me watch K-dramas with them when I was, like, 7, 8, or 9. And a lot of these K-dramas aren't exactly kid-friendly. Like, they're not terrible, uh, but they do have, like, for the most part, most K-dramas have an age limit of, like, 15 and up. And I was seven. <laughs> I was like half the age uh, that they recommended it. And so slightly questionable parenting. Um, but then again, I guess a lot of kids my age were doing that. Like they were just watching K-dramas with their parents. And um, there was nothing like uh, like explicitly bad in K-dramas because, you know, especially back when I was younger, nothing was that explicit. Um I think the worst that they would show on on TV was like um like those gangs like beating up people. I think that's the worst that they would show. Um and that was considered kind of, you know, bad <laughs> uh for little kids. Uh which, you know, arguably it is. But that's the worst that they would go. Um and and yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of a other topic, but that's how much I love just watching Kato. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna watch watch through this bit that I don't really like and and get through this story because it's it's so compelling and it's so captivating for my seven year old brain. Um and I, I genuinely loved it. I don't I don't know how else to say it, but I genuinely loved watching K dramas and listening to K pop. But then when I turn, when I was about 16, 17, actually, no, maybe like 17 or 18, uh, I started to notice that a lot of Korean songs, actually, no, when was, somewhere between 16 and 18, let's just say, I started to realize that a lot of K-pop songs were starting to become very, very repetitive. Um, 
they all kind of sounded very, very similar. And the feel that they were like kind of giving off, the vibes that they were giving off was very similar. Um, and I later found out that that was probably the case because a lot of these times, these K-pop groups, they're getting songs from songwriters, um, but these songwriters sell their songs to multiple groups. So um, these all these groups, like let's say uh, one songwriter sold their song to uh, songs, uh, three separate songs to three separate K-pop groups. Um, because they're from the same songwriter, um, <clears throat> they're going to sound similar because, you know, it's one person's uh, vision for a song. So all these three groups are similar, right? Um, and so uh, that's kind of how it works. But um, I don't know if they necessarily do it as small as like three groups. Maybe they do it for like five or six. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of how it went. And then when one of these songs um, was a hit, uh, then all these other songwriters would kind of jump on that bandwagon of being like, oh, this song works, this song works. And then they like pump out songs of, of that kind of genre and that nature to all their other groups. And so uh, that's kind of that's kind of how uh, this like song trend, so to speak, um, spread. And um, I believe that's how it works. I'm not entirely sure, but I believe that's how it works. And so because of that, like, for me, like, a lot of the songs were starting to just become one song. Like, they were all just the same song to me. Um, and they were just all so repetitive, and I didn't like it. So that's kind of why I stopped listening to K-pop. And BTS was actually the last band that I was, like, into. Um, but then, um, uh, I guess I guess their songs kind of they were starting to find their their stride and like what kind of group they wanted to be what kind of songs they wanted to produce and make and that just like their vision just didn't quite align with uh, my personal taste in music and so I stopped liking them um well loving their music but that's that um whereas for k-dramas they were becoming way too predictable <laughs> um and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but a lot of K-dramas are just 16 episodes, 16 to 20, a lot of the times. Um, and so they have, like, a stencil of sorts of, like, how uh, the story will progress. And after a while, like, after watching, like, a lot of K-dramas, you start to notice these patterns, uh, this, this structure, and it becomes way too predictable way too predictable and it's just it's just not fun because you kind of know what's happening you know what's gonna come like it just comes in different slightly different forms but it comes um so i guess i could talk about like touch upon that later today but for yeah just k-pop and k-dramas like they were becoming way too re repetitive and way too predictable and i just needed change like i was like this is getting boring like i don't i don't like this um so that's kind of why I started to not like them anymore. Um, also, just going back on the whole repetitive song thing, uh, there was a phase when they had a lot of like EDM kind of music, like pop slash EDM-y kind of music. And I'm not a big EDM fan. I'm, I'm just not like, I, I don't know. I've never really liked EDM. Um, so... 
naturally I didn't really like the songs that were coming out and so I think that also was a catalyst for me being like yeah k-pop k-pop isn't the way to go for me anymore final point I want to talk about for k-pop is that with k-pop comes very flashy very aesthetic very colorful music videos and as wonderful as they are they're way too flashy they're way too fast-paced they're just too much for me to handle um this has always been the case like this is this isn't just like k-pop music videos but with other um music videos as well like with taylor swift or like who else do i i don't know whoever um a lot of I, i'm not a big fan of music videos because uh they're only like three four minutes worth of storytelling and and there's music in it and they're trying to get across like their vision and and their song and their message across through these like three four minutes um and for me like when when something is like particularly fast like fast paced in terms of editing um everything flashes by really quickly i just don't have the time to take in all the visual information that is presented to me through my screen um and so it doesn't make sense to me (laughs) the story that they're trying to tell the vision that they have it doesn't come across for me um and so uh it's hard for me to keep up with these music videos and and with k-pop and like the korean like music video i guess trend i don't really know i haven't really watched them in a long time so i don't really know but um a whole bunch of music videos like k-pop music videos they were very flashy very like colors and like um fast paced and like a lot of like intercuts and stuff like that and it was just too much for me to handle and so i didn't i didn't really like watching music videos and so um yeah i just i would just listen to their songs on like spotify or on apple music like i wouldn't i just don't watch music videos i'm not a music video fan and so i i felt like i was missing out a lot when people would be like oh my god did you see this music video of whoever and and did you see like what they did with this like that was such a cool thing and i'd just be like i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't i'm not following um and so i just kind of felt like i was i was being left out a little bit and i didn't like that so i just moved on um now of course it's still the case with uh other music other artists music videos nowadays um but maybe i just don't feel like i need to anymore i don't know like maybe this is just a me thing at this point um but yeah like it doesn't really bother me anymore so that's k-pop talk done i want to now move on to why i don't really like k-dramas um now k-dramas are a bit more difficult because i still do watch them occasionally very occasionally but i'm always kind of like disappointed (laughs) at the end i don't know why i keep going back to them um but i i i don't know i feel like i have this dream that hopefully they're a little bit better um that they've that you know somehow the writing is different and all of that but i'm always kind of disappointed at the end of it and also like they're pretty (laughs) the actors are pretty i'm not gonna lie they're pretty so i like that too um so key dramas again like they're very predictable right now i don't know if this whole like change and this 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 what's the word i'm looking for this surge of new k-pop bands um i don't know if that was just people being like oh i want to be a k-pop idol too 
um, I want to succeed like that. I want to, I want to be on TV. I want to wear flashy, pretty clothes and whatnot. Um, or, or if this was just simply, you know, a new wave, like if it was just change and I just, it just wasn't for me, I don't know. Um, but all I do know is that it's not for me. Like this new version of K-pop just isn't for me and I'm okay with that. So I want to first talk about why I really kind of stopped liking K-pop. And the first thing that bothered me was that there were just so many new bands coming out. So many that I could not keep up with all the names and all the bands and all the songs. And it was just too much. Um, It was way too much for me. And I just wanted to stick with the bands that I liked when I was little so like the old bands (laughs) um like I'm talking I'm 21 a lot of the bands that I liked they're like in their 30s now like early 30s like that's the kind of bands that I like like they're old um (laughs) so uh I wanted to just stick with this band that I liked that I knew I liked um but all these new groups were coming out and I was just like oh my god like I'm I'm so lost and then there's like the whole repetitiveness thing so they all kind of blended into one group like one massive group and I was like I'm lost here um so I think that's kind of what set off my uh train to like leaving k-pop town and bts just happened to be the last stop but uh yeah I just there were just too many um and also I don't know if this is just my brain not really functioning that well or if this is something linked with my eyes um and not being able to fully see a face in one go um but a lot of the time a lot of the the members in these groups they just look too similar to me and so I just can't differentiate them um that's always been the case for me uh like it's, it's always been hard for me to be like, oh, that's that, and that's, you know, like, that's whoever, that's whoever in a group, until I really, really, really get to know this group. Um, their names, on the other hand, I'm good with names, right? I'm good with names, I'm just not good with faces. Uh, so there was that element as well. I stopped watching them, basically. Like, maybe not stopped, <laughs> like I said, because I, I go back to them once in a while, but, like, slowed down, definitely slowed down. For example, like, I I find it really difficult to complete, like, a 16-episode uh, K-drama, let's say. I find it really difficult to come across, like, to, to finish the whole 16 episodes without being like, ooh, this is bad, um, or, like, stopping midway. Um, or, like, I'd be really enjoying it because it's funny, but then I'd still, at, like, episode 11 or 12 I'll just be like yeah I'm not feeling it anymore and I'm just not compelled to keep watching it anymore um that's happened quite a few times at this point and so and this predictability I think comes from the fact that there a lot of the a lot of the k-dramas they're very like rom-commy if that makes sense um like it's really hard to come across um, like, they're either rom com or they're too, like, dramatic. Um, there's literally even a phrase for it. It's called, like, makjang, which basically means, like, it, it's, it's, I don't even know what the word is in English, but it's, it's too, like, dramatic. It's too over the top, right? It's kind of like a soap opera, if you will. Um, and, uh, so with, because 
a lot of these K dramas are either rom commy or like soap opera y. Uh, they're they're too predictable, um, and and <clears throat> like in the case of like with rom com, like I haven't watched too many like dramatic soap opera type K dramas, so I can't really comment on those. But I've watched my fair share of like rom com type K dramas, right? And I think those are the ones that are more popular. Um, they do better, and so I I watch them more. But um. It's really hard to come across a K drama where the central focus of the story of this particular drama um, of this TV show is not about a romantic relationship, a heterosexual romantic relationship.、Um, it's very hard. Like I think I've only seen like maybe one or two that I can. Uh, yeah, maybe like one or two that I can think of at the moment. Even in like historic pieces, right? Historical dramas, like even those, like for the most part, have some element of like romance in them, and and they're so predictable.、Um, and I, I. Hey, you don't need to bark. <laughs> um, and because they were so predictable, I didn't like it. Like it was just like, oh yeah, at this point, this person's gonna say this, and that person's gonna say that, and this person is gonna do this, and that person's gonna do this, and like, it got boring. <laughs> it just got boring. I just, I'm just not a fan anymore. <laughs> um, so like, like I said earlier, a lot of these K dramas they have like a structure. Um. I don't. I genuinely don't remember if I mentioned this before. I might have.、Um, basically, episode one, you're introduced to the two main characters. You're introduced to the male and the female characters, main characters, the two who's gonna like eventually fall in love and like be together and whatnot.、Um, that's you're introduced to them in episode one.、Um, usually, the girl has a friend. Whether that's a girl or a guy or a brother or sister, but they have a friend who's kind of like their confidant.、Um, oh, and、uh, usually the girl is of like working class or like on the poorer side. Not maybe not like poverty, but like def- definitely on like the poorer side. Like,、um, yeah, just like working class.、Um, whereas the guy is usually like well off. Whether he like. Is a successful businessman, or, or like he's the CEO of his own company, or he was just born into um, wealth. Um, so that's usually how it starts off, and then by episode five,、um, they they kind of get together. Episode five to six, usually they they get together. Um, and then by episode, but like they don't like fully get together. They at that point they're just like, yeah, I like you, you like me, cool, okay, let's kind of like flirt back and forth. Um, but they don't actually like actually get together until like maybe like episode nine or ten. That's kind of where they kind of get together. Um, some of the more slow shows they might uh get together around episode eleven to twelve. Um. And then, but like for regular shows, by eleven or twelve, something like they're all like lovey dovey. They're on cloud nine, but near the end of this arc 
so like near the end of like 12 or maybe like the middle to the end of episode 13 something happens something happens that uh breaks them up basically something like whether they realize how their families are connected in a bad way or um the the guy's parents are like you better break up with my son because he's too good for you yada 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 um or something something will happen right for them to break up whether the girl will break it off with the guy or the guy will break it off with the girl usually it's the girl who breaks it off with the guy but somehow they will break up and then um for the rest of that episode it's just like all sad and like um they're like all mopey like trying to understand what just happened and then like 14 15 comes around and then the other person realizes why this other like this first person broke up with them and they're trying to fix it they're trying to like confront it and then by the end of like and then for those shows that are a little rushed um they don't resolve the conflict until like episode 16 um but the shows that are less rushed they will um resolve this conflict by the end of episode 15 like middle to end of 15 and they'll get back together and then episode 16 is just lovey-dovey um or or if they're a bit rushed then they won't solve this conflict issue until like the middle of episode 16 and then the end of 16 is them getting back together and it's very rushed um so that's the kind of structure that's the overall structure do you see how it's very repetitive like i know this now at this point like it's very easy to come across um it's not hard to see basically and so i think a lot of the shows that don't quite follow that structure they tend to either it's a hit and miss kind of situation i think um they either do really really well or they do quite bad um but like there are a few exceptions where like i said like uh, the focus of the show isn't romance. Um, in those cases, it's they've got to have some like absolutely like really uh, good writing, but also like a really good topic. So one thing that I can think of, and this is my absolute one of my absolute favorite K dramas of all time. It's called Signal. Basically, what it's about is um, it's about like this uh, profiler who works with this um, detective and they're solving cold cases um, but this profiler guy he's somehow connected through a walkie-talkie to the detective who worked on these cold cases back when they were like active um, so he's talking on this walkie-talkie with someone in like 1987 if I remember co- correctly uh, something like that like so in the 2000 and I, I think it was like 2015 or 16 he's talking to a guy <clears throat> through a walkie-talkie like an old walkie-talkie to a guy in the 1987 years that made no sense what happened to my english <laughs> but you get what i mean like and and there's no rom- romance include like there's a very small romance in that um that's not even a really romance it's more like a crush uh, where the detective that's like the 2015-16 detective woman has a crush on the detective uh, like she is the connecting I guess the connecting card between the two um, because she's she was brand new on the force uh, in 1987 when this detective this other detective guy uh, was active um, <clears throat> 
And so that was such a cool, such an amazing K-drama that I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed. And it was amazing. Um, I loved it. Uh, and honestly, that's like one of the shows that I recommend to a lot of people because it's just so well done. And um, another K-drama that I also like, this is actually around romance, but it's it's well written in a way that it doesn't quite follow that like 16 episode structure that I mentioned. Um, I mean, it sort of does, but it's not like super... I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it but it's done in a way where it's really nice. It's not too predictable and there's an element of superheroism in it. And so uh like they they go about and like fight this guy who's like uh, I think he was a serial killer. And it's called Strong Woman to Bungsun. Um so <laughs> yeah, those are like kind of the two that I would recommend for people because I think they're pretty good representations like not representations but like they're good examples of k-drama they're like they're like the better examples of k-drama i would say um other people would say otherwise but that's okay um but yeah they're they're both like on the slightly older side older by like five or so years um but like the really old old ones they're not good because <laughs> they're just bad um so I don't recommend like old old ones like the ones I watched when I was like little they're not great because of you know just bad writing um but like the thing is with old k-pop and with old k-dramas like there is an element of nostalgia for me uh because like I don't think they're necessarily like better um like the new ones or the old ones I don't think either of them are necessarily better but I think it's just a matter of like, I grew up with this. I really like this when I was little. There's a sense of comfort in that, um, especially with old K-pop songs, like K-dramas, old K-dramas. I don't really go back to them just because, you know, they take up a lot of time. Um, but old K-pop, I go back to once in a while just because there's something comforting about listening to some old songs again. There's something heartwarming about the songs and they make me happy. <laughs> they they make me happy. And so I go back and I listen to them again. Um and like I said like I don't think it's an element of like oh these songs used to be better. Like I say that, but I don't think they're like objectively speaking, I don't think I don't think they're necessarily better. Um other than just, you know, I grew up with them. And I remember a teacher uh, from high school, she mentioned that I think it was like I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember what subject it was. But uh, she mentioned once that Serena Williams, after a particularly tough game, uh, she would go back to her room, like her hotel room or wherever she's staying, and she will watch The Little Mermaid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think like those kind of like childhood um, things, like there is a sense of like uh, comfort and it's kind of like a mom, like a mother's embrace, I guess. and it kind of relaxes you and brings you down and reminds you of simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah, I, I wish I was a child and like lived a simpler life. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically why I don't really listen to K-pop anymore and why I don't watch K-dramas. Um, there's this there's this really popular K-drama going on in Korea right now. It's called Penthouse. 
And it's one of those soap operas. Like, people die and then somehow resurrect. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Um, but it's wild. It's wild and I don't watch it. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't know why my parents love it, but they do. I don't know why the country loves it, but they do. Um, but yeah. As for K-pop... I don't know. I don't think I'll ever get back into it. I don't know. Like, it's just too much for me. It's just... Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I'll ever get back into it. And, like, the thing is, I've noticed when I listen to K-pop again, like, I... Even if I'll be like, oh, this is a nice song, and I, like, listen to it, I get bored of it in, in less than a week. Whereas with, like, other songs, like, I can go on for maybe, like, a month or two, depending on the song. But with most of my K-pop songs, like... I get bored of them within the week. Is that a bias thing? I don't know. Maybe it is. But um, it is what it is. And I just don't listen to K-pop anymore that much. Um, even with BTS, like, I get... Like, their old songs, again, like, their old, old songs, like, the first couple albums, like, those are nice. I like those still. But um, the newer ones, yeah, I get bored of those. Yeah, I know, controversial. But I get bored of those, like, new ones as well. As well. I don't really... I don't really see it anymore. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's my take on why I, a Korean, <laughs> no longer likes K-pop and K-dramas anymore. Um, it's sad, but it is what it is, and I've come to terms with it. My parents, I think they've come to terms with it as well, and they don't really push it anymore. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically all I wanted to... Uh, talk about today uh hopefully that was a bit enjoyable i know that wasn't very like visually impaired like vi girl life story stuff um but it's something that i thought could be interesting since um you know bts is a thing and blackpink is a thing um and just talk about why i don't really like them anymore um so hopefully that was interesting or entertaining or something i don't know maybe you've learned something new uh so yeah that's it that's all i've got for you today um <clears throat> i would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or a review on apple podcasts i would really really appreciate that that would be amazing um don't forget to follow or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes um you can follow me on my socials or the Twitter for this podcast. I'll leave all of those down in the show notes below. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't forget to smile today. It's a wonderful day to smile. And I will come talk to you next week. Bye.